From the Diocese of Gallup, welcome to Crozier Cast. I'm Suzanne Hammonds, Director of Communications. With me, as always, is your host, Bishop James Wall. And today in our studio, we have a special guest, Miss Ella Roanhorse. And Ella is our front end receptionist and kind of all around wonderful person at the diocese. And you've been here how many decades? Like three? Three years. Yeah. No, 30 years. 30 years. 31. 31 years. And she is retiring um, to spend more time with her grandkids, well-deserved. So we thought we'd bring her in today and talk a lot because she's been here. She's seen so many changes. Um, and so, Bishop Wall, do you want to uh, take it away? Sure, sure. Well, um, thanks, Suzanne and, and Ella. Thanks for, for being a part of our uh, Crozier cast which is exciting, we put this out every week. Generally comes out on Tuesday, mm -hmm. right? Generally comes out on Tuesday. And so obviously you just said almost, you know, a little over three decades, you work here for 31 years. So maybe you can tell everybody how you started working for the diocese. How I started? Well, I used to help at bingo. And at that time, I was like on a break from teaching and working at Southwest Sinden Foundation, trying to do something different. And I wanted just to stuff envelopes for a while. And, and then I started working bingo. And the, the, the chancellor then was Monsignor McDonald and the vice chancellor was the late Deacon Dan Resendis out of Baltimore. And I helped them like for two years with bingo. And then they asked me one day, they said, would you be interested in working for us? And it, it frightened me at first. I thought, oh my goodness, because I never dreamed in all my entire life that I mean, before that, I would ever work for a bishop. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, really? I said, uh, I went to Catholic school, and I thought, no, I don't think I'll ever work for the church. I'll go on and do. Well, I was young then. I thought, I'm going to do fun things. <laughs> <laughs> Not work for the church. <laughs> So that's how I started. I went, I went to work, and then the first morning at work, Bishop Hastridge came. Uh, in about eight thirty-five, no one was there to train me, and I was going to work in the archives and the file department. And there was another young lady who was going to be the receptionist. So Bishop Hastrich came out and showed us how to answer the phone. <laughs> and then uh, Monsignor McDonald had mass, so he was in about 9.15, and Deacon Dan Resendis came in a little later. So that's how we got our training. 
Then the phone system was very simple. We only had two lines. Nice. <laughs> How many lines do we have now? Three. Oh, we've we've uh, upgraded. Yeah, we have really we brought us ourselves <laughs> into the twenty first century. <laughs> so they so did you start as reception right away then? I did. Receptionist. I worked in the file department. And how long did you work in the file department before you came the receptionist? About eight, nine years. Okay, so the, about okay. the the last uh, mm -hmm. 23, 22 years you've served as a receptionist, and I'm always of the belief as a pastor and now as a bishop that the most important person is the first person that you see or the first person that you hear on the phone and because that sets the tone for everything and I'm just gonna say this you know I know Ella is just the absolute best she's so sweet she's so full of information that we are going to be missing your phone will probably ring off the hook when you're retired because we're gonna go well what happened to this or who knows that and like Ella know that or yeah. Ella knows this and so so, um, but I'm, I'm of the, the belief of that, that uh, Ella's the most per important person in the diocese because of that. So, and you do an, an awesome job, an awesome job. So, started, you know, something very Catholic, bingo, got you in the door eventually. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, could you tell us maybe if you have a memory or two, some of your best memories here in the diocese or working for the diocese? Okay. Working for the diocese, I came here, and I always went home so like uh, so peacefully. I noticed, you know, like oh, I didn't have that much to, you know, no worries. Like, will I get this done, or is the, there were no deadlines for me at that time because I was mainly filing. And the only thing I kept track of was the uh, appointments for Bishop Hastrich. And um, I had like a log, he used to call it his log. <laughs> and, and I used to file all his appointments and my date order, giving him several days in advance to prepare. And that was then, uh, an easy job because before working as a as an administrator for a child care program that was hard and keeping up with CYFD mm -hmm. and the requirements yeah. and training I also did training for a child development associates and um, training teacher aides to become certified and also the most, well, it's still, when I think about it, I want to cry. I got to see then Pope John Paul mm -hmm. II, and when he walked into the Coliseum, I was at the Tecawitha Conference. Oh, in Phoenix. Yeah, so this would have been on... 87. June, uh, no, it's September 13th, 1987. Yeah. And I was with my mother and my children. And and he walked in, and he was glowing. You know, now I know, you see the saint pictures? You know how they had the halo? <laughs> well, he was glowing. And, and then um, 
he came closer and I couldn't reach him. I was like trying my best to touch him, but I couldn't reach him and, and then he was looking and, but you know what? We made eye contact. Sure. I've, I've heard a lot of people say that. He was such a charismatic figure, but he was great about, you know, catching someone's eye or smiling at a particular person, even if they couldn't get to him. I've, I've heard a number of people, people say that. Now you've also, you've had the opportunity of seeing another bishop because we went for the canonization of St. Cattery. Another pope. Yeah, so another pope, yeah. Yeah, he's not another bishop, me. But another pope, you got to see Benedict Sixteenth, And we went for the, the canonization of St. Cattery, which was pretty exciting. And you got to go because you worked for the diocese. That was one of our ways that we wanted given, to say thank you to you. I was given a ticket uh, through uh, we did a lot of fundraising for St. Jerome's, and my mom and I, uh, and then the ladies, they, ha they made quilts. They had a group of Navajo ladies that did uh, quilts and rug weaving. Oh, I bet those were beautiful. And they, we made enough money to go, and we chartered uh, a bus, mm. and also enough for the, the rooms and meals, but knowing my mom, she always said, oh, we need to make extra food, so we, we made extra lunches. That's always good. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that evening, after I saw the Pope, I asked the people, I said, wasn't he glowing? They said, really? They didn't <laughs> know that, they didn't know he, you know. I even asked my mother, she said, no, and I said, but he was glowing to me, sure. and that changed me right then. I had a big conversion. You know, I mean, he was a future saint, so now, now we call and him Pope St. John Paul II. And I said, if I'm the only one that saw him glowing in our group, there's something. He had a very a radiance, great charismatic figure, um, uh, great love, a great love. Somebody in his own life who saw a lot of hardship and tragedy, loss mm -hmm. of his uh, brother and mother earlier, and then later his father saw the, the Nazi occupation of mm -hmm. his country, all those horrible things. But he, his faith never failed. He's always and strong in his faith. And I did a lot faith. of reading. I, I did a lot of reading about him. And I thought, wow. And I, I just, I just uh, changed. And I was always, you know, making sure we always went to Mass, and yeah. I was always after my kids not to miss, and <laughs> took them to their CCD, and, well, I did before, but this time I made sure. Sure, so, I was, and I think, and that's something else I wanted to ask you, you know, how has your, your Catholic faith, how has it changed you, or how has it shaped you? Like 100%, even 100%. though I went to Catholic school. But I learned everything in religion classes by, you know, by memorizing and not really realizing what, you know, like you hear the, you read the scriptures and, and you, the stories and it's, it's till you really know. I never even knew like when I was uh, a little girl in catechism, you know, they talk about the, the pain, what Jesus had to go through, 
but until you you're really into your faith then you realize it yeah they I, mm-hmm. I you know really at the heart of our faith is a deep and intimate encounter with the person of Jesus Christ and to be members of his church the church that he established and so yeah that's great to see and one of the things I've seen with you Ella this is just my own observation is it seems like every year at the cathedral you're responsible for bringing somebody into the church <laughs> and it's not generally one person it's usually a family mm-hmm. and so that's always that has always uh, impressed me in terms of your efforts to evangelize and, and, and not just to speak the truth but to walk people through that process that's always uh, so I can really see your faith filled person for that Oh, I also uh, started going to RCIA classes mm-hmm. even though you know, I really didn't have to. I could have said, oh, I'm a Catholic. I can go to communion whenever I feel like it. And, you know, and, and then even for me, you know, uh, every time I go to confession, I, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and then I really think and think and think. And then when I first started going back to confession, Please don't laugh at me. I went to, uh, I was with my mother in uh, Las Vegas and uh, I wanted to go, I went back to confession. I, I prayed all night about it and that's where I went to confession in Las Vegas because I said the priest doesn't know me. <laughs> A lot of people do that. We always tell we always tell people for for penance services we'll say there's going to be lots of priests here and you might never see them again. So that's one of the encouraging things. No, a lot of people do that. I've I've talked to family members that say they won't go to their home parish; they'll go to the neighboring or two or three parishes over. Well, Vegas is great too because you know that they've heard it all, so you can't tell them anything that they haven't heard. No, Vegas. New Mexico. Oh, oh, oh. Vegas, New Mexico, or Las Vegas? Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, oh, yeah, that's the place to go. So, yeah, they've heard everything. You're not going to fool them at all. My mom and I were with, uh, we were out there on, you know, taking a little vacation, and my mom loved to go to Vegas. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a good place. Good place to go and, and unload everything and experience the mercy and forgiveness of God. So, um, maybe if you, what are you going to do after you retire? Well, first of all, I'm going to probably sleep in for a whole week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and nice. then um, the first day it snows, if we ever get deep snow again, I'll probably be up real early. But I used to, uh, when we used to get deep snow, I used to always be like, wide awake and alert uh, thinking oh I can't be late for work and that way I would leave earlier uh, but then later on as time went on uh, we were given you know permission to take our time going into work yeah into we work. were always worried about that especially mm-hmm. where you live you live south of town and and sometimes the roads are a little dicey a little difficult and so mm-hmm. we always make sure that we'll do like the schools, like a delayed mm-hmm. delayed start. Or some days you couldn't even come in if it's really bad. I know. There were bad days, especially during the muddy season. Yeah, but we haven't had those lately, have we, unfortunately? No, we haven't. Not yeah. enough moisture. 
So you're going to sleep in for a week. What else are you going to do? And then I'm going to start cleaning and then probably clean out the barn. Okay. I wanted to find out, you know, I just need to know what's left in the barn. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I've never really gone in there. Uh, usually when I take time off, I'm doing something or trying to get catch up with other what errands or necessary trips and what kind of, are you going to stay involved in any kind of ministries RCAA or uh, I plan to come in and help Kathy mm -hmm. several times you know like uh, maybe one afternoon a week sure uh, we'll probably load you with questions. Ella, what do we do here? Yeah, we'll have a whole <laughs> list for you when you walk in the door. And then if I'm not uh, my Rhea sitting, my little granddaughter, mm -hmm. uh, say like uh, something comes up, then you need someone to answer the phone or whatever, you know, a little help. Sure. I'm available. Great. That's Just good to know. Just give me time to comb my hair. <laughs> I'll give you as much time as it takes me to comb my hair. How's that? <laughs> well, good. Well, well, Ella, thanks for, for being a guest on Crozier Cast. And, uh, but more importantly, thank you for being the person that you are, um, the gift that you have been. You've, you've served for four bishops, Bishop Hastridge, Bishop Ballot, Bishop Olmsted, and then for me for nine years. That's, that's quite a bit of time. And I've always appreciated walking in the door, you being the first face I see, I've always appreciated walking through the halls. You always have a kind name, uh, word for me. And, and uh, just to see your interaction with the entire staff, I know I, I can speak on behalf of the entire staff. Um, we're going to miss seeing you every day. But the nice thing is is we're, we're not going to uh, have you completely go away. I know we'll get to see you every once in a while here, as well as I know we'll get to see you at the Cathedral Church too as well. So thank you for, for all that you do. And again, thanks for for being a member on um, on CrozierCast. And uh, maybe if, if you, because um, I know you speak Navajo, if you would say um, uh, maybe goodbye or God bless or whatever you can, would like to say in Navajo and then you could translate that for us as well. Of all things to ask me to say in Navajo, <laughs> that's the best I can say. And that means? Goodbye. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to Crozier Cast. Um, if, as always, if you want to leave us a review or rating, that helps us get seen. We'll sh everything that we've talked about, we'll link down in our show notes. Otherwise, we'll see you next time for another episode. Thank you, Bishop Wall, and thank you so much, Ella. Thanks. God bless.